Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Profit Minds podcast. My name is Dr. Stephen Kirch, and I'm the professor of Protivity and creator of the Protivity Growth System, a unique blend of profit growth, productivity acceleration, and business process for scale. In every episode, I interview entrepreneurs and small business owners from around the world with a unique story to tell. You can find the show on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. Today, my guest is Eileen Ryan, a job search strategist with Pounding Pavement 101, and we will be discussing how to get you noticed and hired rapidly. Welcome, Eileen. Thank you so much. It is truly an honor to be here. Yeah, it's it's always great to to meet up with folks, and Eileen and I have worked together in the past. Um you know, to give them an opportunity to talk a little bit about what they do in their business. So, and, and everybody that knows me knows I, I love stories, right? So <laughs> tell us, tell us the story of how you got to be where you are. What, and what is it that makes you unique? Well, okay. Well, let's go through the story a little bit. I was a marketing, uh, marketing director and creative director and corporate trainer for many, many years. And I decided to pivot my career. And I went into recruitment because I was always in charge of hiring my teams. Uh, and I just wasn't happy with how the recruiters were doing it. But it was interesting because when I became a recruiter, kind of saw behind the curtains as to how recruiters operate. And I said, this is information that needs to get out to job seekers. It's almost like the recruiters are keeping this information close to their chests and not sharing it. And if I just tell people what I'm looking for and tell people how I'm doing it, job seekers will give it to me. They'll get hired. I make placements as an executive recruiter and everyone goes home happy at the end of the day. Uh, you know, I look at about 500 plus resumes a day and I would pull out the 20 people that I want to speak with. And I felt bad for the other 480 people because it's not that they did, weren't qualified for the job. It's that they weren't marketing themselves properly. And if, all, if a recruiter would just show them how to do it, then they would get hired also. So that's where I'm at. And I decided to develop the program Pounding Pavement 101. Actually, Stephen, I'm going to tell you a really funny story. You said you like stories. I'm going to tell you the story. It all started as I was getting my hair done and I was talking to my hairdresser. And she said, I had followed her daughter's, daughter's path all through college. She graduated with honors. And she says, for some reason, she can't get a job. And I said, okay, let's take a look online and let's take a look at what activity she's doing. And I said, well, this is why she's not getting a job. And I told her to do this, 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 and this. Boom, she's now a creative director. And now she got hired. So I created the program Pounding Pavement 101 to really share those insider secrets from my view as a recruiter in order to help job seekers get hired rapidly. Wow. So, so... What what are the what are the one or two most common problems that you see with with folks who are trying to get jobs? What I see is that they're not marketing themselves properly. So, you know, I'm looking at these resumes and they're not telling me what they're actually looking for or they're very esoteric, there's no details, they're very whitewashed. Uh 
And it's a problem across the board. It's not only with college students, it's with my professionals as well, that there's no details. And because of that, they're not getting found. I'm seeing LinkedIn profiles without photos, without background photos, without any descriptions. I interview people, they're not preparing for interviews. So it's almost like everyone is a deer in headlights and they don't know how to attack the job market because look, it's changed so drastically in the past number of years, definitely just in the past year or two. Every, oh, you know, it's a, it's a whole new world order now and people just don't know how to market themselves properly. Well, it's interesting, you know, and, and, and I know things changed dramatically with, with the pandemic. Um, and, yeah. and now that, you know, obviously we're, I guess we're, we're in a phase now where it's an endemic, right? It's going to be with us forever, right? COVID is never going to go away. Yeah. Um, but so, um, but I've, I've also heard from a lot of business owners that they're having trouble finding people. So yeah, there, there, is that because they can't a, a they, mix? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. So talk, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm just trying, I'm trying to understand. Is that because the people that they're looking for aren't telling the, the business owner, Hey, I'm the person that you want or, or is it, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand the, the job market a little bit. There, there's kind of a, a mix match going on right now. Because of what's been going on in the industry, okay, and, and you'll hear this from many people, the job reports are saying that there's two jobs for every one person. However, what are those two jobs? And, you know, is someone qualified for those two jobs? Companies are looking for the perfect candidate. Candidates are looking for the perfect position. Now, let's just put it out there. There's no such thing as perfect. Okay? Correct. So, Absolutely. You know, companies need to be a little bit more flexible and candidates need to be a little bit more flexible in order to kind of meet in the middle. Hmm. Uh, I hear a lot of job seekers, they're looking for those remote positions. They're looking for hybrid type positions. It's work-life balance. On the flip side, there are some companies that are requiring that people are coming back to the office. So I, I think everyone just kind of needs to be a little bit more flexible, a little bit more open-minded and saying, you know, let, let's get people hired and let's get, let's get everyone back to work. So, so do you recommend that people hire a, a, like a, somebody to help them write their resume? Well, yes and no. <laughs> okay. I think that job seekers should definitely reach out for professional help. It's no different mm -hmm. than if you're, going to take the SATs, let's say, you went and took a course or you hired a tutor to kind of get you through that process. It's no different if you go to tile your bathroom. Yeah, you can do it, but a professional is probably gonna have the experience to do it a lot better. I don't believe in resume writers. I know you're probably saying, well, wait a second, she's a job search strategist, she prepares resumes, but no, I don't believe in that. The reality is, is people know their background better than anyone. And if that's the case, then they just need someone to show them the language of the recruiters and how the recruiters are searching. So this way they can develop their resumes based on how the recruiters are searching. So this way they get noticed and hired. Passing it off to a resume writer who, I don't know, you know, they took a course one weekend, and all of a sudden they're writing resumes and there are people out yeah. there like that. 
And, and, you know, I get very upset when someone says, well, I hired someone and I say, okay, well, did you take a look at their credentials and are they qualified? Have they ever worked a recruiting desk? And if they've never, you know, I've, on LinkedIn, I thought it was adorable. There was a resume writer. I saw a post and they said, and they looked at a hundred resumes for the year. And I said, I did that in one hour this morning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, go, <laughs> I go through about 500 a day as a recruiter. So I kind of see the good, the bad and the ugly. And that's, that's why my program has been working so well for job seekers, because my goal is for them to generate activity. That's the, that's the goal of the resume is to generate the call. So I'm teaching them how to grab the recruiter's attention so they get them on the phone. Yeah, and, and my bet is, I mean, I know when I was hiring that I would spend, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds looking at the top little bit of the resume. And if nothing caught my eye, next, right? Exactly. And you have about five seconds to catch someone's attention. Otherwise, people are busy. They go on to the next. And, yeah. you know, at the moment, you're just a piece of paper to me, not a real person, unless you develop that resume and really tell me the story. You just said, you know, you love to hear the stories. It's all about the story. It, it certainly is. Um, and so I love the fact that, that because you have spent time as a recruiter, as a, a and and know what recruiters are looking for, you know exactly what to tell your your pounding pavement students. Um, so so uh, who who is it that you work with? What's what's an ideal client for you? I am working with job seekers of all ages and across all industries. I am still an executive recruiter, so I'm still on the front lines recruiting mm -hmm. every day. Uh, and that's why this information has been so, is so incredibly essential and important because it's very current. Uh, but I am working with uh, high school students who are applying to college or going right into the workforce. I'm working with college students as they're looking for internships, college graduates as they're entering the workforce, all the way up to my seasoned professionals. I mean, I've, I've ranged from ages 16 to 66 uh, because, you know, the people who are seasoned professionals, although they've done this before, it's a little different now and it's time to up the game. Okay, things have changed. This has been working also across all industries. It's interesting because I'm teaching people basically how to fish. So I'm teaching, I have a nurse, I have a business analyst, an engineer, a designer. It's really been across all industries. Huh. So so what about what about something like a mock interview? Do you do you recommend that? Does that help? Um, I, again, that's not something I believe in. I think the mock interview, you know, it's, it's everyone goes in, everyone's a little nervous, everyone's a little anxious, but it's not real. And in the back of your mind, you know, it's not real. Plus also, it's kind of like, let's go back to the example of the SATs. You went, took the PSATs. You didn't go in the next day and take the SATs. You studied in between. You took the PSATs. You saw what you needed to learn, and then you went and studied. 
Well, it's no different for for an uh, interview. Okay, for a mock interview, okay, you walk out and they tell you what you did wrong. They may have told you what you did right, but they don't tell you how to fix it. I believe in preparation. If you prepare, the reality is 75% of all questions are the same. So it's like taking a test in school. If you know what's going to be on the test, you know what the questions are. You know, you ask the teacher, okay, what should I study? We've all done that. Well, I'm an executive recruiter. I'm performing interview after interview after interview. I'm prepping my clients based on what I'm listening for in their responses. And I prompt them and I show them exactly what I'm listening for, how to respond based on their background. That's the difference. I'm not giving them the answer. They know their background better than anyone. But if they prepare the answers before they go into that interview, they're going to feel confident one way or another. If they get the answer right or wrong, it doesn't matter. They're going to feel good about it. They're going to feel confident. And that just comes out in the interview. Oh, yeah. I I, I know that, you know, when I was working at Intel, I, I lost my job in the roughly 22 years I was there. I lost my job like four times because reorganizations happened and, you know, they wanted to repurpose this team or they wanted to shut down this operation or or whatever. And 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 I also had, you know, teams. I was managing people at the time. And so it was not just my job, but my job and all of my team members Um and and uh, there were a couple of things that that I noticed, and I'm and I'm sure this will resonate with you, that the attitude and the confidence with which I went into the interview, or the or the person who was being interviewed went into right. that, right? And 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 that's what you were talking about here in the in the in the not the mock interview, but in the preparation process. You're confident in your answers. You're confident in what you can do. Confident that you can bring value in that. Um, because look, the 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 and 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 it's really interesting that you talk about marketing yourself, right? Because the you need to think about and the probably this way you you talk about it as well. You need to think about what problem you can solve for that manager, and how is it that you bring a skill to them. This whole thing is a marketing project. Yeah. It's marketing the job secret to the company the same way you market a product to the marketplace. In this case, you, the job secret just happens to be the widget. Look, it's no different than going on Shark Tank. I'm a big Shark Tank fan. Okay, okay. so you go on Shark Tank and they're pitching for someone to spend a lot of money on them. Okay but they have a branding expert. They have an accountant to go over their numbers. They have you know, all these people helping them to secure that deal as a business owner. Well, doesn't a job seeker deserve the same, uh, the same step up that they hire someone to help them to pitch themselves and market themselves to that employer? Because that's what it is. They're selling themselves to that employer to give them a lot of money to do a job to become that candidate of choice, you got to up your game, you know, give yourself the best chances to land that dream job. And I don't want people just to get a job. I want them to get the dream job because you know what? You spend so many hours at work. You want to be inspired to show up at work every day and do your best work. And if you love your job and you love what you do, you'll be successful at it. You get promotions, you get raises, it all kind of falls into place. 
That, that That's so very true. I, I mean, I remember, yeah. again, this is going back to when I was in corporate and, and managing a team at, at Intel. Um, and, and I told them, I said, look, I want you to be excited about what you're doing. I said, if you're not excited about what you're doing, come talk to me and I'll find you a project where you, where you are excited. Because I knew that, you know, my team was going to be more successful if the people on the team were excited about the work that they were doing. Definitely. Um, same, same thing is true. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're confident of what you can bring and the, the value that you can bring to that employer and you love what you do, you'll think about it all the time. You'll, you'll just be engaged. You'll be, you'll be a happy employee and, and be much more productive. And, and I know that's what, what recruiters are looking for as well as, as business owners when they want to hire. They're looking for that excitement that do you really want that job? You know, there's so many people that I get on the phone with and they don't really sound happy to, to be speaking with me. Do you really want to get a job? <laughs> okay. And, and sometimes, you know, I look at these resumes and say, okay, did you really put your best foot forward? Because the resume is really acting as a writing sample. Because mm -hmm. look, you should be putting your best foot forward with that resume because the resume's job is to generate the call. And if that's your best work, then what is it going to say when you get the job and you're doing work for the company? Look, I've had resumes handed to me that are all crinkled up like it was in a backpack for a week. Or people are showing up to interviews and, and they're wearing stretch pants, you know, that you, you go to the gym. I'm looking and saying, what are people thinking here? You got to put your best foot forward. Um, and, it, and it sounds silly. But these are reasons why people lose jobs. Yeah, or or don't get hired. Or don't get hired. Uh, you know, look, we have uh, situations. Someone walked into an interview chewing gum, and I know that this is silly. And I do post, don't chew gum during an interview. And I know that this should be basic. But we had a senior sales candidate lose a job because he walked into an interview, chewed gum the entire time, company called us and said, nope, this is not acceptable. And yeah, he lost the job. He lost the opportunity for the job because of it. Yeah, wow. So the so, stories that I tell about employment, they're all true. <laughs> this is the life of yeah. a recruiter. So, so what's, what's it like to work with you? What, what, what is the, what is the process of, of this you know, pounding pavement 101? What's, what does that look like? Well, there's three steps to any job search. Number one is we need to develop a resume that generates calls. So I teach job seekers how to develop resumes based on how the recruiters are searching. This is a self-paced program. I do live Q and A's in that resume development course. It includes the resume templates that have proven to work, the cover letter templates and the language for the cover letters. I left nothing to chance for job seekers. Mm -hmm. I really created the strategic roadmap. Part two of any job search is preparing for that interview. So I cover everything from tell me about yourself all the way through how to handle salary negotiation because most people do not know how to handle that. And it's always very, very anxiety ridden type process. So I teach them how to do it. And then part three to any job search, and this is what everyone forgets. You need a strategic plan to be successful in any project. 
So I've laid out a job searching plan, how to create immense amounts of visibility for yourself, where the jobs actually are. They're not on Indeed. I'm on a mission <laughs> to tell everyone that. Okay. But where those hidden jobs are and how to streamline production. So this way, the whole process goes faster. And what I'm finding is it's really the chemical reaction between the three steps. That's what's turbocharging my clients' job searches. They're getting hired on average 42 days after they've been searching over a year on their own. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. Congratulations. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's an amazing statistic. Yeah. The way I'm looking at it is for every day that someone's not working, they're losing money. So if we do the math, if the lowest common denominator is starting salaries of $50,000 a year, and that's about $4,000 take home. Yeah. People who have not been using my program, they decided they're going on on their own. It takes them an average of an additional seven months. So seven months times $4,000 take home, that's $28,000 they can have in the bank if they use my program. Let's double that for the people who are earning $100,000. $56,000 I'm saving them. I mean, th th these are crazy numbers. Yeah. Let's say the $200,000 employee, $100,000 I'm saving them. It's well worth the cost. Yeah. No, it's really true. Uh, the opportunity cost for, for somebody um, that who's, you know, looking for work, uh, even as you say, even at only $50,000 a year, um, it's, uh, it's substantial. And, and it is. it's a, it's a great service that you provide. Thank you. Well, so what has you excited about, uh, about the future for you, for your business? What is it, what is it that really excites you? It is truly a thrill when I can get someone hired. Okay. Especially after someone who's been looking for so long, I had one student, he graduated from college with an engineering degree. And he had been looking for, he, he didn't want to work with me. He wanted to do it on his own. And that's great. That's fine. Year and a half later, he contacted me. He still hadn't found a job as a mechanical engineer. Put him in the program in 30 days, he landed a job as a mechanical engineer. And I have wow, story after story after story like that. And it, it, this is what wakes me up. This is what inspires me every day to be able to help launch these careers. That's great. Do, do you have any advice for small business owners who are trying to hire? Do you have, do you have things that, that they should do that they're doing wrong in terms of, you know, where they're looking for candidates or how they're, how they're posting their jobs or any of that kind of stuff? Yeah. What's interesting is first of all, as an executive recruiter, I never post jobs. Because if I say I'm looking for someone that they must have a degree in chemical engineering, I get a resume from hospitality. So like as far away as possible for the matchup. And it costs me money every time I post a job. So that's a waste of my time and waste of my money. What I find is small business owners will hire contract work out, but they're hesitant to hire a talent acquisition person. 
to contract it to hire an executive recruiter, an outside firm who has a database of thousands of people that they can call upon to make the process go faster. They don't always allocate for talent acquisition. And look, it's really expensive to make a bad hire. And if the position is sitting open for months and months and months, the company might say, you know what, you've done without the person for so long, maybe you don't need the person and they lose the headcount. So they really need to reach out no different than they would hire a freelancer for any project, for software development, for accounting, whatever the case might be, that talent acquisition person comes in, they do the job for you, and then they go away. So yes, you have to pay a recruiting fee, but it's no different than hiring any other contractor. And Mm. it will save you time. You will have a qualified person evaluating your talent. So this way you're only seeing the key candidates, not overwhelmed with candidates. Because look, if you're hiring, that means you're busy and you don't always have the time to to do a proper search. Hmm. Okay, that, that's that's really interesting. Would you recommend that even for a very small business? Just a, a handful Definitely. of people? Definitely, depending on who they're hiring. And reach out the executive recruiters, okay, the outside firms. You know, you can go to a small outside firm and they will specialize in your individual areas. So for example, as an executive recruiter, I specialize in marketing and sales and engineers. So I'm in the industrial products field. And marketing and sales resources has been around 40 plus years. So that's our niche. So if someone comes to me with, let's say, an accounting position, I say, nope, I don't do that. But I do have a network of recruiters that I can refer that business to and connect those small businesses with the right recruiter. So we all work together. That's great. That's 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 great to know, because I actually I have a couple of clients who are looking to hire people and they're really struggling. So maybe that's we'll have to talk after this. (laughs) (laughs) Gives us a reason to have a conversation. again. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, So um, what what about people who've been recent? Because I know there's an awful lot of with with the economy sort of in turmoil right now. There's an awful lot of companies and Twitter, for example, a bunch of people got lost their jobs. uh, Do you have you have something going on there? For, for people who've been, been at mass layoffs? Yeah, there's been a lot of mass layoffs lately. Uh, and people are just struggling because they're, they're like a deer in headlights. Like all of a sudden they weren't planning on job searching. And now, okay, what do I do? You know, where are the jobs? And, and so many people all at once. So uh, look, I want my goal is to help people become employed. If someone is a victim of a mass layoff, they should get in touch with me. We have financing that's available for the program. Uh, PayPal credit can be, can be used, which is six months, no payments, no interest. And if they're a victim of a mass layoff, I offer a discount. I want to get people hired. I want to get this premium information from the view of the recruiter into the hands of the people who really need it the most. That's that's great, Eileen. I, I I know people really appreciate what you do and and the way that you do it and and your heart in all of this. Um, thank you, thank you so much. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want to do that? People can either check out my website, which is www.poundingpavement101, or they can just get right on my calendar at gethired.careers. 
Okay, that's terrific. So that concludes our show for today. My name is Dr. Stephen Kirch. I've been talking with Eileen Ryan, uh, Pounding Pavement 101. And again, you can find this show on uh, Apple and Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, lots of different platforms. We'd appreciate it if you'd leave a review. Thanks so much. See you next time.